cliffcentral.com. All right, it is time for Collectomania, which is brought to you by the South African Gold Coin Exchange and the Scoin Shop. Um, you can check them out at scoinshop.com, and they have an amazing array of coins for you to invest in. Pretty much the only thing you could be investing in right now that wouldn't be going down is gold. Uh, gold, platinum, silver, those are the things to focus on. You can get them all at the Scoin Shop. Check them out on, on their website, scoinshop.com, and uh, you'll be pleased you did. Now, if you're a collector of interesting things or unusual things, then you need to get in touch with us on contact at cliffcentral.com. That's the email address. We want to find out about you and your collections. Um, I was strong-armed by Dari and Simpiwe into doing a collection of mine today. So I'm going to take you, you through. Yay. I'm going to take you through a collection of my books. Um, we, I think we've done the, the, the elements on the periodic table, which I did a while ago. I'm, I've got a little lab yes. at home and I collect and various I don't think we've done your, I don't think we've done your sword collection yet. Listen, I, I realized I got a problem. Um, and it's definitely a family problem. We featured my brother and my sister on the show before. Um, we all collect things. My dad collects too. Uh, my mom collects too. So I think we have a problem as a family, but I've been collecting books ever since I can remember. Um, I had one of these collections that is behind me here of encyclopedias. I think it's these Britannicas right behind me that got me through high school. Um, mm -hmm. I've, I, I used to go to sleep at night and read from cover to cover um, over a period of like 10, 20 nights, the whole encyclopedia, just because I was curious about learning about everything and i know that sounds super boring and so nerdy but it got me to love books and i've collected um all the all the books that i'm interested in i've got very specific interests when it comes to books but i've found over the years that the one thing i cannot stop myself from spending money on is books and it seems ridiculous in 2022 because these days you can get everything on a kindle you know, why bother buying the book itself? Yeah. You could pretty much find any book you like, even the very old, very rare books. You can find PDF versions of them and read those on a Kindle. But I, there's something about a book mm. that just has always turned me on. And it's something that I'll never, ever stop collecting. I just I've run out of space in my house at the moment because of this. Yeah. But I mean, the thing is, with just to go back to the encyclopedias, for instance, mm. instance, reading those from cover to cover, and I can I completely identify it. And if we're nerds, then we're nerds. Yeah. Um, but uh, even even a dictionary or an atlas, those oh, sorts of reference I books. I love it. Um, are fabulous to, to look through. And if you think about it, it's pretty much like browsing Google in with something in a subject that you like. Well, it is, you know, especially from the days when we didn't have the Internet. I mean, you remember how obsessed I was with Google Earth because I'd been looking at atlases mm -hmm. and map books for most of my life. And, and I've always been fascinated with how cities are laid out and, you know, how, how ge geography generally seems to work and where people like to live. And now you can see aerial photographs of pretty much any, any place on Earth. Um, and before oh, I'd have to look, exciting. I'd have to look at an atlas. I can still, I can still draw uh, a map of the world by memory because I've looked at atlases so much of the time. Anyway, let me take you through some of mm. these. Um, I've got a, I've got a lot of books here. So we'll start with, uh, let me, let me start with a, a specific collection I've got here. So in my, my library downstairs, I have a whole section on genealogy and heraldry, which is basically the study of uh, bloodlines 
and of 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 weapons uh, arms essentially wappen they call them in german uh, so this is a whole selection of my books some of these are very old some of them are very difficult to find wow. some of them i've collected uh, because you know you just can't find them anymore but these books have to do with with family history um they're reference books really so not particularly yeah. valuable to people who are not interested in reference books about genealogy and heraldry and i've been collecting them for years so you can see there there's so would i would would a visitor to your home be able to um look up their own um what what did you call it genie genealogy uh, yeah family look tree. up their own genealogy in these books or are they your family tree only sometimes um i haven't collected only about my family there's some of these books that have no mention of anybody that i'm related to in them but really it's it's um they they've terrific reference books i'll take you through some of them quickly but let me show you here's there's a set of those blue ones in the middle there that's called the blood royal by the uh marquis de Rouvigny. um and and he wrote he basically compiled uh the the most remarkable source material for all of the descendants of the tudors in england which was you know they were the royal family in about the the 15 1600s and there are only mm, let me not overestimate this now there are only about four or five thousand people who can claim to descend directly from these people and actually prove it so it's an interesting role it's called the tudor role uh, this is the descendants of edward the fourth henry the seventh and james of scotland and and what's interesting about these books is they've they, they they will actually set out the exact family lines. So if you can trace your great grandparents or your great great grandparents and they turn up in one of these books, it's a nice lineage to have. It's interesting. Um, I'd say it it puts you in a in a in a group of maybe four thousand five thousand people in the world. And remember, some of those are gone gone extinct, so it may be less or it may be more, depending. Um, that can claim these lines of descent. And it's interesting because then you can read about people in history and you're not just reading about arbitrary, objective people in history, but you're reading about people you're actually descended from, which makes quite interesting mm. reading. Um, there's, a, there's a great section on, uh, in, in my library of, of genealogy and heraldry, which has to do with books called Burke's Peerage. These are um, the books that outline and go into the family lines and, and the coats of arms of every family in Britain that has a title. So Scotland, England, Ireland, Wales. Um, this one is a 1953 coronation edition. So the Queen was crowned in this year. And it's quite a cool reference book mm. too because it has lots and lots of really interesting, um, you know, you can look up people who, who are actually alive now. Um, you know, if, if they were born in 1953, they, they're, they're in this book. And what's amazing about this, this book is it actually gives you their addresses. It's like a, it's like a <laughs> yellow, it's like a yellow pages of the aristocracy. And this has uh, also got all the, the British orders of knighthood in there and all the rest of it. There's another series of books called Armorial Families, which has got the most beautiful, um, drawings and illustrations in it of the coats of arms of, Pretty much everyone who, in order to be a, a, called a gentleman in, you know, medieval and, and, and post-medieval Europe, you had to have a coat of arms. If you didn't have a coat of arms, you were, you were considered just an ordinary peasant. But if you had 
a coat of arms, you were a gentleman. That was actually the definition of a gentleman, that they, they could look you up in this book and you would be in there and therefore you'd be a respectable sort of person. Of course, it wasn't always true, but it was interesting. So this book um, has been for generations. It's the seventh edition that I've got. And the seventh edition was published in the 1930s. So you can imagine how old this book is. And some amazing, amazing illustrations in there. So this is more interesting to me because it tells you something about, you know, the, the, the quality of art that's gone on. This is something called the Almanac de Gotha. These are very, very hard to find. Um, published in 1908. These were mostly these. Are these, yeah. are these um, almanacs and records and, you know, um, all these um, what's the word I'm looking? Categorization of people. Yeah. Is it continuing? And is it continuing yes. on paper? Yeah, they do it now. Uh, in fact, in in this picture of the, the the sort of reference library, you see those those red books on the one shelf. Mm -hmm. Those are all fairly new. I think the the the, okay. the ones the ones there are a 2008 edition. There's a volume of three, and that has the most up to date information that you can get. I don't think they bring them out every year anymore. But they, but they do mm. keep doing them. So the Gotha is a very, very old collection of, of family trees and family histories from oh, probably about the late 800s AD. And uh, a lot of these records were destroyed by the Russians during the end of the Second World War. And so these books are a kind of treasure trove of knowledge that you can no longer find the original documents for. Um, and, and this book is particularly interesting. It's again, it's filled with portraits that are hand drawn of people in, mm. in various, uh, you know, various positions and with various sort of family lines, all kinds of interesting stuff there. So I'm, I'm going to take you to, um, something. And by the way, in the Gorta, they also go through these kinds of things. So they will list the families, um, that are in there and, a lot of it is is really really ancient history um tremendously interesting old stuff but then if i move on to more interesting and particular books um i've got i've got a series of, of very old books here's uh burns robert burns uh, it's a terrible picture i took it in a bit of a hurry last night but a whole mm. bunch of, of robert burns stories which i actually read you know people will walk in and they'll say well, oh those look like nice books do you read them I go, well, they're not just for show. I mean, these are pretty cool, too. There's some um, – what are these? Hang on a second. Let me just check because these are quite – Do you have any that are that are handmade? Yeah. I mean, a lot of these would be handmade. Those old ones at the top – on the top shelf there are – that's uh, Rollins's Roman history. So, again, this will be the most interesting stuff to look through if you are – if you're curious about how Roman history uh, went through all the different reigns of all these different emperors. And of course, you can find this information online now. So it's not as if it's, you know, it's the kind of thing that people can't find anymore. Um, reading the encyclopedia, says Dr. Robin, check out the writer A.J. Jacobs. He went through the entire, entire encyclopedia and wrote a book about it, The Know-It-All. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, uh, just to go back to these pictures, I've, I've got, I got lots and lots of old books and, and some of them are handmade. They're bound in, in, you know, calf hide or leather. And I'll get to some of those in a moment or two, but I've also got a bunch of books that were, that were signed first editions effectively for me. Um, I met, met Madeleine Albright, the secretary of state for Bill Clinton in San Francisco once, and she actually signed the book for me, 
which is quite cool. I don't know wh- whether that yeah. increases the value of it particularly. I'm not, I'm not collecting books for their monetary value. I'm spending mm. more on them than they're probably worth because I want to have them. I've got something which I think a lot of South Africans have, um, a signed Nelson Mandela Long Walk to Freedom, which he signed for me on the 18th of July, his birthday in 2009 wow. out in Johannesburg. So I've written a little, you can see at the bottom left there, I've, I've written a bit of an inscription so that people know when it was signed. Um, yeah. Cause that, that kind of helps. My, my well. dad actually does that. He, with every book that he's had, that he's kept his whole life, mm. he's written in the front where he got it or who, who gifted it to him. Um, exactly where, if he was on a trip overseas when he bought it, what he was doing Correct. that day. Uh, if if yeah. anyone gives me a book as a present, I, I make them sign it as, as a gift so that I can always look back and remember who gave it to me. And, you know, books are uh, articles of record. So th- I don't know if you remember this guy. He's quite big on Twitter. Um, he's called God on Twitter, the tweet of God. And this is a book called The Last Testament. Now, I used to retweet this guy a lot in the beginning of Twitter when it was still fun. Um, yes. And and he eventually sent me a copy of his book and signed it um, to Gareth. I, <laughs> I am God. Uh, the the actual author, David, David Javabaum, who, who signed it there as well. I mean, that was quite cool because it came all the way from America for awesome. me. So I've got a lot of signed books, a lot of the people we've interviewed on Cliff Central. If they've sent a book to me. I, I like to get them to sign it, which is also very cool. So I suppose those are probably worth something. Um, I've got a, a Gibbons decline and fall of the Roman Empire, which this is, this is, I think it's a second edition, so it's not a first, but this is old. This was published in London in about the early 1800s, 1823, somewhere around there. What makes this so cool is it's also got maps in it. So if you open it up, there are maps mm. inside that are folded, and you can see the the paper has co- kind of got those almost like tea stains uh, on it. it it's yeah. just it's the result of just aging and light damage to these books. Have you noticed this book, for instance? Mm-hmm. Have you noticed it age while it's been in in your possession? No, I mean I I'm reticent even to open these up usually mm. i just I, I keep them in books with in rooms when they're not in direct sunlight especially if i do think they're quite valuable i, I suppose a gibbon you know history of the roman empire is quite a big it's 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 a nice thing to have and i don't think there are a lot of them around um and and i just love again roman history so to me it's two things that are combined but i also keep lots of books that are probably worth bugger all but i use them all the time so i've got lots of classics on my shelf look how used that roger's thesaurus is you can't even see the word thesaurus anymore because when i was at school that thing was essential i used to look up different words for a word that i wanted to use so that i don't know I, if we're seeing the picture are you not seeing the picture yet? Hang on, let me put it back up there. Is that it? Can you see it now? That, that's the maps. No, next one. You haven't seen that yet. Ask, don't tell me Still you can't the see these pictures. There we go. Okay, so there's a very worn and very um, oh, right. well-used Roger's thesaurus, which even though it's not worth a damn thing, you could probably buy it. You could probably just, I don't know if anyone even buys a thesaurus anymore. You just look it up on the internet. Um, you know, synonyms. Um, but I used that thing all the time. The Penguin Book of 20th Century Speeches, which I used quite a lot. Uh, Suetonius, Plutarch, Cassius Dio, Darwin. These are all books that I read uh, 
you know, while I was at, at high school, while I was at varsity, that I found mm. really, really cool. And I've got just tons of them. And I suppose, again, they're not worth anything. They just take up space. But I can't bring myself to throw them away. Mm. It reminds me of, I think, my, my love of older books really began in varsity. Oh, yeah. Um, especially studying, you know, I majored in English. So we yeah. had to buy a lot of novels. Right. And there was nothing nicer than going into a secondhand or an antique bookstore and buying um, one of the, you know, earlier prints. Yeah. Um, instead of just getting the modern one from the, the new bookstore. And, and certainly it saved money as well. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, Corona's Boring says the oldest book I have is a 1789 Old King James wow. Bible with hand illustrations in every page. That's amazing. Mm. That's absolutely amazing. Parallel Parking says my bookcase and its contents are a work of art too. I can start a new civilization with my collection from the Bible of the King James Version all the way to Finnegan's Wake. My treasure is a copy of Sefer Ha-Agada. Hmm. Mm. All right. Well, that's absolutely amazing. Congo Chris says, don't lie, Leanne. You have all the smutty romance novels. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a good balance of both. All right, so here's something which I know um, is, is very rare and very precious. Uh, this is something that was given to me as a present by a friend of mine. Um, she said to me, what do you want for your birthday? So I said, I don't know. Don't worry about it. And she said, no, what are you interested in? So I said, history and books. So she probably sent someone to go and find this. She's, um, she's quite a busy human being, and she's, you know, she's got an important job and uh, I don't think she went to the shop and looked for this herself. She probably sent someone to do it. But either way, mm. they came back with this thing, which looks incredible. You can see it's it's a big, heavy book. This is the frontispiece of it. It's called The History of the World. It's by Sir Walter Raleigh, and it was printed in 1614, if you look right at the bottom there. So this wow, book, we were. this book was in existence before Jan van Riebeek came to the Cape. Okay, that's how old this yeah. thing is. This this book was in existence before King Charles I had his head cut off. This book was in existence while King Louis XIV was the King of France. Uh, it is it is properly old, and I think maybe worth something because I looked it up, and it says here that this version uh, is bound in full brown calf gilt tiles, titles rather, and tooling to the spine, raised bands in very good condition with the text bright, a small early paper repair to the first page of page on the, so this is basically, I looked up the, the price and it's just horrifying. So I'm not even going to say what it is, but that was a present. <laughs> and this is what it's got inside of it. Maps. Look at this maps of what they thought this is before satellites, before they had really accurate measuring tools. There's India. You can see Arabia. It's, we, we don't see yet. Oh, hang on. Let me just try and bring it up here. Is that better? Can you see it now? Um, that's still the one we saw before. Now? I'm really hopping still around not. here trying to get it. Hang on a second. There, that's the uh, other maps book. <laughs> oh, God, this is so irritating. I don't know why it doesn't come up. Is that it now? Can you see it? It looks like another book. Oh, God. There we've got maps now. All right. So this is a map of, you can see Arabia, the Persian Gulf, India. Yes. Um, it's, it's amazing. I mean, this is all in, in, in Latin, um, but, but it's also in Old English. So the actual writing inside the book is all in Old English. And you can follow it, but it's really hard to read. And if you think that's… I mean, so you, can see, you can see in this map how 
I mean, obviously, they did what they could in those days in terms of mapping, mm -hmm. but it's certainly nowhere near as accurate as what we can get to now or in, in, in um, atlases from about 100 years ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they, they talk there about Arabia Felix and um, the various parts of India. India extra Gangam, which means India outside of the Ganges River. Um, Gangnam an, style. Gangnam style, exactly. Here is a, a very old book that I've got too. Can you see that? This is bound yes. in this is bound in vellum, which is um, sheepskin, and it's wow. it's detailed in gold on the on the spine of the book, and it is the mm. it's the life and times of Saint Thomas Aquinas. Um, this is the first volume. It is from the Catholic press of Pope Ursinian. In Naples, can you see the this, this screen at the moment? Can you see that picture? Apparently, Peter uh, Peter Koning says we see those books on the screen. Leanne doesn't. Okay, so it's just you. So now, now I don't know if I should comment at all. So, so it says here in Latin: "Summa contra gentiles divi tome aquinatus angelici et ecclesiasti doctoris." So it's basically the life and times of Saint Thomas Aquinas. And if you look at the bottom, it says Neapoli, and then it's got M D C C L X X triple I which is 1,500,617,50,60,70,1773. That's the year that this was mm. published. And it says under that, ex typographia Ursiniana, which means it comes from the printing press of Pope Ursinian. So this is from the Vatican. This will be a 1773 version of the Life and Times of St. Thomas Aquinas from the library of Pope Ursinian, which is pretty damn cool. That is unbelievable. And now I'm understanding um, why you took such an interest in a story that I mentioned a few months back, back, which were, which was about that book or books that are bound in human skin. Oh yeah, the Necronomicon, which is also in the, <laughs> the Vatican Library. Yeah, I remember we we had that conversation. But then I yeah. went to I went to a local bookstore uh, about uh, 14 years ago. And I found this, which is pretty damn cool, too. It's also up on the shelf here behind me. These are books in German, in Hochdeutsch, by Goethe, Goethe's Werke. So this is the, these are the, you know, the, the, the great German poet and writer Goethe. Um, and these are not just any Goethe's because I opened up the, the front cover, as I always do when I buy these things, and look at what it says there. J.C. Smuts, 1893. Isaac K. Smuts, Pretoria, and Louis Veyers, Durenklerf, Irene, 25th August 1956. So these, this whole set of Goethe's belonged to, to Jan Smuts. Wow. The former Prime Minister of South Africa. And I've got, yeah. I've got some Schiller and some Goethe from his library, which he would have read. This book was in the hands of our former Prime Minister, which is so, but pretty I mean, cool. Where would you have got that from? Bookshop. I bought it at a bookstore Jeez. here down the road from my house. It's amazing because people sell books. Amazing. They don't keep things all the time. Um, so mm. if, if, you can, if you just look around, you'll find some pretty amazing and interesting things. Uh, here's something you'll like, Leanne, an illustrated Shakespeare, um, which these are beautifully illustrated. But I, I've taken a page out of Hamlet for you here where you can actually see, you know, it's, it's got it all laid out. But, I mean, if you ever – Need to? Who doesn't need to reference Shakespeare from time to time? You, you may pretend that you don't do that, yeah. but it's actually a very cool thing to do. And you'll find stuff like this. Um, the last one I want to show you, you now we can just talk about it a little bit, uh, is from the National Portrait Gallery in England. This I don't know who this belonged to, 
but it's a National Portrait Gallery, Illustrious and Eminent Persons of the 19th Century. And it's uh, published in 1801. Okay, mm. so here is the, here's the king, and you can see a portrait of him, uh, King George V. Hang on, here he is. King George IV, rather, of, of Britain. And there his signature is underneath it, which is pretty yeah. damn cool. And then they, they go ahead to, to print these, um, I think they're lithographs, of every single important eminent person, according to them, in the empire at that time. And they include people like Melville, after whom the suburb of Melville is, is named. I thought that I said Melville. Melville. Yeah. So all kinds of interesting people. Each of them has the portrait and then a... Um, a, a, a lithograph signature of each of these people underneath. So it's a very cool collection to have as well. And I mean, I'm only going to go into all the other stuff because we've run out of time. But essentially, this is what I do. I spend my day, you know, wandering around, dusting off books, reading interesting <sighs> things. And it just gives me more joy than you could possibly imagine. So when people say to me, but what do you do with your time? This is what I do. And I, I know yeah. it's, it's not everybody's cup of tea, but this is the stuff I like doing. Oh, no, I think it's absolutely fascinating. Really, it's so impressive. Um, and, you know, we, we know that you have your real books behind you. Mm. No, it's not a, a mm. screen. Um, and so, yeah, we've always wondered. So it's so awesome to hear. But I do want to know what you think, and you touched on it in the beginning, of the way books have gone now. You know, we've got digital books. We've got them on our Kindle. What a, And it is – some people do collect – Audiobooks. Oh yeah, do I you, listen to audiobooks. Do you see the value in that? Do, sure. And it's also it, it reminds me of you know what do we do with all our records when CDs came about? What do we do with all our CDs when digital uh, music came about? Um, but you, you know you can collect them even though they're online or digital. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, if you if you read things um, on a Kindle or you listen to audiobooks, there's no difference to me between any of that or any of those things and having the actual article in your hand. It makes no difference. In yeah. fact, it's more expensive and sometimes a whole lot more useless in terms of just the space it takes up to actually collect the books. But if you read, and I don't believe that that's ever going to go out of fashion. I think the only way that we make ourselves cleverer when we're sitting on our own is to either listen or to read. And I, mm. I, I love nothing more than to learn. Here are two of the latest books I've got right next to me. This is A New History of South Africa by uh, Herman Guillaumier, who's a well-known professor of history. And I mean, beautifully illustrated. This yeah. has got, you know, the story of South Africa, which I can't wait to get into because it's divided here into four parts. Um, you know, prehistory, kind of what happened in the very beginning. Then the, the, the great trek and, and the, the, the wars of the Mfekane and the uh, Defekane. Uh, and, and there's some unbelievable stuff in here that I don't know at all, that I can't wait to get my teeth into. This, this shit turns me on. What can I tell you? Makes me happy. So when you're reading, when you're reading a book now, a, a new book, um, do you read every word from cover to no, cover? No, 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 New books, I'll skim Because otherwise, skim how would through. you get through it? No, new books, I'll skim through. It's it's very hard for me to actually finish a book, um, especially if, if they 
kind of I don't read fiction at all, which is a big problem. I realize I should read more fiction because it's where your imagination develops, but I I can't do it. It's just not a, a me thing. So instead I read nonfiction mm -hmm. and I'll breeze through and if there's something that's not as interesting to me, I won't pay much attention to it. I'll I'll skim through those paragraphs, those chapters, and go to the stuff that I really care about. Anyway, Gary points okay. out all of these old books are printed on a letterpress, one page setup, one letter at a time, one page at a time. Damn. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why I think so many of them are so valuable now. Uh, Tracy wants to know, do I have any of my grandfather's? I, I think you mean my great-grandfather's books. My mother has the whole collection um, of, of Gustav Preller's uh, history books, which I've read um, from from their house. But you better believe I'm not going to let my sister and brother get hold of any of that because they have no they have no interest in these things. It's only me. So I'm I'll, sure it's a, it's an unwritten um, agreement. Well, I don't care if they don't like it. I'm just going to uh, take the stuff. They have no option. <laughs> I'll I'll fight them to the death, and I have guns. <laughs> and swords <laughs> and swords all right so there's another one of my collections um we thought we'd throw that in That's this week awesome. because um we've got so many other amazing people with such interesting collections if you have an interesting collection or you know somebody who's got something cool that they want to show off then please let us know um as you've seen from so many of the people we featured on collectomania there are some fascinating things that people collect and it doesn't have to be yeah. things that are monetarily valuable you know, uh, they don't have to be things that have mm. a have a price attached to them. They could just be things that you love. If you want to share that with us, then please do. Collectomania is what we do on a Monday, and we want to hear from you. And send us an email, uh, contact at cliffcentral.com, so we can share your stories um, and, and your collection. It's all brought to you by Best the… Best collection to date. Thank you, Gareth, from Bronwyn Spring. Oh, wow. Okay. Thanks, Bronwyn. Um, Very cool. I well, I tried. I, I was running around trying to take pictures of all of this last night because I suddenly thought, oh, <laughs> shit, we've got to show something. But hang on. I'm just looking here, even on the table in front of me. Here's something that could interest you. The Poetical Works of Robert Burns, Volume Ooh, 3. So I'm going to yes. just open this up. May he who gives the rain to pour and wings the blast to blow… Protect thee free the driving snow, the bitter frost and shower. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> There's a little bit of Scotch poetry to end the, the show this morning. But yeah, get hold of us. It's all brought to you by the South African Gold Coin Exchange and the Scoin Shop. Check them out at scoinshop.com and tell us what you collect. We want to hear all about it. Cliffcentral.com.